What's the purpose here? What's the purpose here? What are we supposed to do with our time in this life? I don't know, but I've given the subject a fair amount of thought. I've even come up with an answer. Not for everyone, but for me. The purpose of life, so far as I can tell, is to simply do good. To put a little good into a world full of pain and fear and injustice. To improve the lives of others. To ease their pain. That's it. Even if we only improve the life of one person by one percent, that's enough. That's the best any of us can do. Beyond that, it's all window dressing, smoke and mirrors, the man behind the curtain pretending to be the great and powerful Oz. I'm not saying all that other stuff is bad. The smoke and mirrors can still be entertaining. The man behind the curtain can still direct Oz. But in the end, they're only illusions. I try to strip things down to their simplest form. To get to the essence of things. I try to ask why, in every situation, get to the root cause or intention or feeling or thought. I dissect things, not to overcomplicate them, but rather to simplify them. To get to a point where I'm eliciting some sort of gut reaction. The truth rests there. Oftentimes, I think we know the right path. We inherently understand what we're supposed to do. We just get distracted. But if we question things and remove all that is non-essential, we can get to that point where our conscience whispers in our ear and tells us who we're really supposed to be. I'm not always successful in this endeavor. I get distracted and disillusioned and caught up in social constructs. But I try. I try to remove all that does not add value to my life or to the lives of others. And when I'm capable of doing this, I find peace. I find purpose. That brings me to the current development of Luke Nielsen Media. Not a real creative name, I know, but there's so many organizations out there right now rolling with my name just seem like the least lawsuit-provoking option. I've written and created a number of things over the years, made things purely out of the compulsion to create them, to get the ideas out of my head, to give them life and let them breathe. But I've struggled with how to disseminate some of the things I create or whether to disseminate them at all. As I've written before, the impetus for turning some of the things I have written into a blog stemmed from a desire to supplement my role as a father. My children are my primary purpose. I'm quite sure of that. I often ask myself what more I can be doing for them to improve their lives and to support them. I like the idea of leaving something for them, to create a time capsule of sorts, 
to allow them in some small way to communicate with their father from the past. I wonder what it would be like to have a conversation with my parents when they were younger, raising three boys and figuring things out. The blog I created allows me to do that in some small way, to leave a trail of breadcrumbs my children can follow back to the start of things, to their father and our time together when they were young. More importantly, I want to do everything I can to empower and support my children. By writing and creating, I can extend the lessons I try to teach them in those small and simple and beautiful moments we share together. I want to create a network of empowering and supportive messages for them. The challenges I've faced with my physical health the last few years have provided me the opportunity to gain a greater appreciation of mortality, the fleeting impermanence of life. The shared custody of my children following the divorce of their mother and me has solidified the reality that I will not always be present to nurture and support and love my children. The thing is, I still love them even when they're not with me, and I want to empower them no matter how old they get or how far away they are. I want to be there for them, even when I can't be there for them. I don't want to coddle them or make them dependent upon me. I am decidedly hard on my children, and I am unapologetic about that. I want them to be strong. I want them to get what they want in this world and find their purpose. I want the day to come when they feel like they don't need me. But if they do need me... I want to be there. Our children never stop being our children. We never stop worrying about them, and the challenges of life don't cease with childhood. We all have struggles and challenges and pain. When my children face those challenges, I want to offer them a place to turn. Perhaps one day, when they feel tired or anxious or alone, they can turn to something I've created for them and feel just a bit more wanted and welcome and loved. I have made things for my children that are only for them, but I've also posted things publicly in my blog. My decision to share some things I've primarily created for my children stems from two considerations. First, by putting out these projects online and in a public manner, I can more readily ensure my children will have access to them at any time from anywhere. For I know not when the challenges of life will cast their shadows upon my children. Second, my years in education have made me keenly aware of the fact that many people grow up without the love and support and encouragement we all deserve. For the past few years, I have taught a class focused on character and leadership development. The class has been one of my greatest endeavors in education. An entire class solely dedicated to supporting young people in their development as human beings 
without a subject-specific curriculum to get in the way. We talk about things like goals and beliefs, defining success and learning from failures, emotional intelligence and principles for a peaceful and meaningful life. I've always enjoyed the non-curriculum components of teaching, those small spaces between the commas and equations, the moments that lend themselves to life lessons. I've always tried to make my classroom more about individual growth than about the completion of identified curricula. Always tried to squeeze in those little lessons that translate to all facets of life. But there are a lot of things in education that interfere with the focused development of life skills. Education is a minefield of mandated standards and benchmarks, an abyss of endless bureaucracy and inefficiency, a raging sea of ever-growing student needs being navigated by educators with limited resources and support. Education is all those things, but it's also a lot more. Education can be inspiring and wondrous and magical. It can be a bastion of hope, a door to high achievement, a safe haven to those with few other positive things in their lives. There's just a lot of stuff that gets in the way. So as with most things, I try to ask questions and strip education down to its most basic form. Eventually, I can get most things down to one question, the essential question. What's my purpose here? In education, my profession, I frame the question by asking, what's my job? Once the right question is asked, the answer becomes obvious. In education, my job is to care about my students. It's really as simple as that. When I focus on that purpose, the rest becomes easy. It's the same with my role as a father. My job is to care about my children, to do what I think is best for them no matter what. In either situation, as a parent or a teacher, caring doesn't mean being easy or placating. It often means the opposite. What it does mean is being present, making my children and students feel safe, encouraged, and supported. In much the same way I want to support my children, even when I can't be with them, I want to provide my students and athletes with the opportunity to take our lessons from the classroom or the weight room or the football field out into their lives. That is my second motivation for publicly sharing my creative works. There are far too many people in the world who don't have enough supports and guidance and simple goodness in their lives. And if I can contribute some small level of positivity into the life of another, I feel compelled to do so. I think we all have those feelings, those inherent instincts that show us our gifts and tell us what we're supposed to do. Those feelings just get buried with life, get buried under a mountain of responsibilities and media and social conformity. I face the same challenges when considering the distribution of my blog and other media. While I try not to give much credence to how others view me, I also, for myself, 
don't want to be pretentious or self-serving or egocentric in the distribution of my own media. I have given a great deal of consideration to how I can share things with the larger public without being self-important and self-aggrandizing. The truth is, I've always had four more questions than answers, and I'm really not trying to convince anyone to agree with me. It is also a bit strange for me when someone recognizes my work, even when the recognition is positive. In all honesty, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not much for a great deal of attention. A good part of my life has included football. I was a lineman, and I suppose in many ways I always will be. I like to have my hand in the dirt. I like to work. I like to be the guy protecting someone else without his name in the paper, without being interviewed, plodding along quietly and unceremoniously until the job is done. Don't get me wrong. I'm appreciative of each and every person who may read anything I write or listen to anything I have to say, and I'm grateful if anyone finds any sort of value in any of it. That is the goal, after all to put some good into the world and just maybe improve the life of another in some small way. I'm just not much for people making a fuss over me. So I've really considered just hoarding a bunch of creative works for my children and leaving it for someone to find someday. But I also had to ask myself if that would really allow me to live my purpose. I want to give my best to my children. I want to give my best to the young people I teach and coach. I want to give my best to others who might need it, and it has become apparent to me that I cannot truly give any of them my very best without creating supportive materials that extend beyond my home and my classroom. So there it was. My purpose set. Then came the consideration of how to best fulfill that purpose. I have previously distributed my periodic blog via personal Facebook and Twitter accounts. The trouble is, I'm just not much for social media in my daily life. I jumped into Facebook when it first became a thing while I was in college. I created an account, as did most of my friends. This was before we were carrying smartphones around. I occasionally checked the account and ultimately deleted it at the end of college, finding the social media experience unfulfilling. I then happily went along, social media free, for a long while. Then a couple years ago, I became a late adopter of Twitter, and I returned to Facebook. I joined Twitter primarily to disseminate information to my students, and I rejoined Facebook with the intention of checking in on my friends from college who now live across the country and have families of their own. Those things are certainly good, and there really are a lot of other great things about social media. They're just negative things, too. At its best, social media connects people, allows them to share ideas, brings the world closer together. But at its worst, social media outlets have become a breeding ground for negativity, division, dangerous tribalism, and hate. 
I've seen the dark side of social media. I've seen it impact some of my students, young people whose lives are deeply connected to that form of communication. I've seen people go after my students for things they've posted on their social networks, seen people post cruel and hurtful things because of a misinterpreted message. I've seen these negative comments directed at young people I know to be kind and respectful and hardworking. I've seen the hurt these comments have caused. That, above all, is what I find so inherently repulsive about social media. There's a disconnect, a separation, a reality within a reality that exists outside reality. Because of this, I have no desire to participate in such an enterprise, at least not in its common form. Even in its most common, less negative forms, social media can have its shortcomings. Most people aren't spreading hate through social media. Most of it just exists in some vague, gray, nebulous haze of pictures and captions and shares. I have, at times, found myself at the mercy of social media, mindlessly surfing through an endless stream of information with no real aim. That's another thing that has led me to remove myself from the standard social media scene. I've just become more covetous of my time, and I have decided that time is one of the few things it is okay to covet. Time is humanity's most precious and non-renewable commodity. Yet we foolishly and frivolously burn our time with meaningless pursuits. Social media can be a great and powerful thing. And if anyone reading this or listening to this finds any joy and peace in social media interactions, I think that's a wonderful thing. It just doesn't do a lot for me. I firmly believe the internet and its associated networks are collectively right up there with fire in the greatest tools in the history of humanity discussion. Such networks afford us the opportunity to access the breadth of human knowledge and to bring people together. That brings me back to the concept of purpose and the distribution of media. Essentially, I don't want to entirely turn away from social media but I want to control my experience. I don't want it to control me. I like the opportunity social media networks provide to connect with people, especially the young people I teach and coach and my own children who are growing up without ever knowing a pre-social media world. I also like the easy accessibility social media networks provide. However, I also don't like the constant connection. I'm a very deliberate man. I'm never not doing something. And when I'm doing something, I like to be solely focused on that pursuit. I work on projects obsessively. And I yearn for visceral and enlightening experiences. Plus, I just don't want to be constantly connected to contemporary technology. I don't always carry my phone. I like to throw it in a drawer at home. If I'm with my kids, I don't like to be on my phone at all. I don't even really like communication by phone. Text conversations aren't for me. I'd rather have a face-to-face. -face. I'd rather be in the woods. I'd rather build something. 
I'd rather be engaged in physically demanding activity. I'm not anti-technology. I like to use my phone. I'm constantly listening to music. I like podcasts. I like being able to immediately confirm the year Dumb and Dumber was released in theater or find out how many movies Luis Guzman has on his IMDb page. Again, I just like to control the use of my time and do things I find valuable and purposeful. Things that elicit a gut reaction. When I was sharing blog posts through personal social media accounts, I started to get some interactions from people. That was awesome, but also a little challenging for me. If someone says something nice about something I write, I want to thank them. And if someone has something to share with me in regards of something I've written, I want to provide a thoughtful response. The thing is, even with the very modest readership I had before, I was finding the constant connection a bit overwhelming. Beyond that, I started to get some feedback from people I don't know. That's also cool, but I wasn't really comfortable with people I don't know heading to a social media page that also has pictures of my kids drawing with chalk in our driveway. I even had to ask myself why I was doing things like posting pictures of my kids on a personal Facebook account anyway. It didn't seem to be improving the lives of my children. I was just doing it because it seemed like the contemporary dad thing to do. Once I boiled down my relationship with my children to what I really wanted to provide them, posting pictures seemed non-essential. With all those considerations in mind, I did what I always tried to do. I asked questions. Stripped away the unnecessary and unfulfilling, looked for a gut reaction, and determined a purpose. Here's what I decided. I want to create. I want to establish a network of support for my children, my students, and anyone else who may need it. I want to add a little good into the world. I want to be involved in the positive components of social media and disregard the negative. I want to remain protective of my time. Here's how I've decided to do that. The blog is back. I've spent some time stockpiling ideas and writing a few posts ahead. The goal will be to post a new essay in the blog once a week. I wrote a book and I have a few more in development. I've been efforting various things various publishing options, and I'll get out more information regarding that project as I get things finalized. But there will be some books available in the future. I've started a podcast, and this companion audio feature, and yes, everyone and their brother is doing a podcast right now, but I like the long-form conversation format, and I know a lot of people from whom I would like to learn more. Plus, I wanted to do a podcast, so I am. I created a website, and all the new media will be available at LukeNielsen.com. I will still distribute the media through social networks, but those accounts will be tied directly to the website. Interested people can also subscribe to Luke Nielsen Media and get new content sent directly to their inbox. 
If anyone wants to communicate with me regarding the Luke Nielsen Media content, those opportunities will be made available through the website and the social media networks. I want to respond to as many people as is practical and prudent, and if I don't respond, or if it takes me a while, I apologize. I'm probably disconnected, feverishly producing something else, or working to live in the moment free of distraction. These new social media networks will not be connected to my phone, but I am going to periodically set aside some time to respond to people in a focused way. I'm just not going to constantly be connected. That's just not me. And for me to be able to truly give my best to anyone, I have to give the elements that are essentially me. If anyone finds any of this content valuable, I'm grateful for it. If anyone is offended by anything I produce, I apologize. It is not my intent to admonish or denigrate or offend. I realize people won't like all the things I have to say. I want to empower my children and my students, but I realize I make mistakes. I understand certain things I do will damage my children and my students. That is the harsh truth of a parent or an educator. The best I can do is constantly try to do more good than harm. So there it is. My purpose is to put a little good into the world. To give my best to my children and my students and anyone who needs it. That is the mission of Luke Nielsen Media. I'll keep creating things to fulfill that mission. And I invite you to join me. Thank you.